everyone, and welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church where, hey, you just get to hear the pastors hanging out with each other, talking about the upcoming preaching text, learning more about Jesus, the usual. Hey, I'm Pastor Megan, and today I'm here with... Pastor Jen. It's good to be together. Yes, it is. It's like yes. Lady Theologian <gasps> Day. It's. I was going to say it's Ladies' Night, but people might be listening to this in the morning, yeah. afternoon, yep. on their on their walk. So wherever you are, it's 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 the ladies' turn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be with you, folks. Um, it's been uh, so much fun to talk about these texts. Uh, we're in a really topical sermon series right now. We're talking mm-hmm. about generosity. We're talking about God's renewal. We're talking about we're a part of what God is doing here at Easter and in our community. Name of the series is All Things New because in particular, we are celebrating all the ways that God continues to renew us, our lives, this congregation, the world around us. And this has been what God is up to for forever. So uh, this is just us remembering what God does and the ways we can be a part of it. Um, in particular, friends, I will take my little my little moment to, to give you the pitch that this coming Sunday is the Sunday that we will receive statements of intent in worship. And what that means, translation time, is it's your opportunity to say, here's what I want to give financially to Easter Lutheran Church for the year to come. Mm -hmm. So this is your opportunity to sit down with uh, any members of your household, with your budget plans, uh, whatever it is you need to have in front of you as you think and pray and discuss the way you want to financially be a part of Easter's mission in the year to come. So uh, if you haven't looked at your mailbox lately, I really hope you just pause this podcast real quick and do just that. Um, But you should have received a mailing from Easter Lutheran Church just in the past day or two, I'm hoping. It depends on what day you're listening to this (laughs) podcast, right? Um, And in that mailing, there was a statement of intent. There was the place that you can write out exactly the way you plan to give. In fact, if you look through that brochure a bit more, uh, it gives you uh, just a lot of information about what's going on at Easter, uh, how you can be a part of it. There's even a chart in there to give you a sense of percentage giving. So thinking about how much you make and what percentage of that you want to share. I'll, I'll always name that a tithe is a really meaningful place to share. We talked about that the other week here. Um, but any place that you start is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And any any growth to move from where you are now to where you want to be, that's always that's yep. always something to rejoice. That's always something to celebrate, right? Yeah, um, any type of generosity, any type of practice, the amount, it doesn't, you know, it, it's, it's, I love the idea of the, the growing in generosity is so important. Absolutely. And some years you'll be able to grow, some years you might not, and it all depends on so many different factors, but yeah, just continuing to practice it is the, the important part. Absolutely. And I like thinking of generosity as a practice, mm-hmm. right? Just like anything we practice, whether it's your basketball skills or your trombone skills or your tap dance skills, or whether it's practicing your prayer life, your worship mm-hmm. life, your Bible study life, whatever it is, we practice that. And generosity is something we practice too. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can tell when I've kind of slipped out of that intentional awareness yeah. of generosity and gratitude. Pastor Jen's nodding because it's she, like she recognized. It's it very is. much like a muscle that you have to keep using. Um, right. And if you don't, you'll feel it. Mm-hmm. You'll feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel that anxiety creeping in. You feel that scarcity creeping in. You feel that pressure to 
to perform and achieve and to have your your yeah. bank statement reflect that i mean it it might show up in your life in a different way friend but um you can kind of feel when that sense of sort of gratitude and generosity just just needs a little more practice needs a little more attention in your life so this this is a big deal i realize this is asking you to take a big practice step i mean this isn't like practice this is like a quarterfinal game right where you can sit down with your Mm-hmm. With your all your financial information, with anybody mm-hmm. who makes these financial decisions with you, and decide, you know, what do I what do I feel called to do? How do I want to practice my generosity in a um, in a really intentional way for the yeah. year to come? And I hope people understand that as a congregation, we know everybody's in a different place, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can't always make a statement of intent just because of many different reasons. But if you can. If you're in a place that allows for that, and I also think that we recognize as a congregation that not everyone can do a statement of intent. It's not easy or not not something that's able to be done by everybody every year. Mm. But I think those of you or people who can make that statement of intent have that ability. It is such a huge blessing to the congregation to have this place to start, to know what people are hoping to give and planning to give for the next year because it allows the congregation and the leadership of the congregation to dream about what they could do in the next year. And it allows the church to say, hey, maybe we could do something a little more with this project or maybe expand this program a little bit. And it gives just some wiggle room and some hope and some joy. And so those statements of intent can be incredibly powerful and helpful. Oh, yeah. And I think especially when we're talking about dreaming and planning, two things. First of all, to remind people that we base our next year's budget Mm -hmm. on these statements of intent. So just like you plan your family's budget based on what you know is coming in or going out, you know, income, mortgage, balancing all those things. We do that too. So mm-hmm. your statements of intent help us make those just really responsible, careful fiscal decisions. Yep. But they also, I think, set us up just like you're saying, Pastor Jen, for for some excitement and some joy and some creativity. And folks, I just want to remind you, especially as you're looking at your generosity material, one of our goals, one of our dreams is to be really well positioned when we get our two new pastors in here at Easter. We want to make sure that we're in a really strong financial place so that we get new pastors in and we don't have to say, well, we want you to do all these things, but oh, not all of these because we're not sure that we have the ways to support them. We want to make sure that people are ready to support the ministry of our new pastors financially, Mm -hmm. with their volunteer time, with Mm -hmm. their prayers, with their physical or emotional presence, you know, whatever, whatever they can give. We really want people to think about that now and make that commitment now. because that sets not just the congregation up for just a really exciting season, but but these two new pastors to know that they're really being supported and cared for and encouraged in this congregation. Absolutely. And it also opens up energy. If you aren't worried or, or always thinking about the budget, you have energy to put into these new pastors. And right. the whole staff will be able to help them get acclimated and, and help them to become part of the staff with they'll have more energy and more time to do that so I think all of that is is just goodness upon goodness right it's all blessing Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. mean yes your money does good things at Easter and and that's I mean something we always want to point to and celebrate but when you're talking about goodness upon goodness I always think too that it's hard to underplay the the joy that comes with being able to take some time to be grateful for what God has given you for the ways that you are called to share it 
to see the ways that it shares the gospel in the world around us. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that is just, that's for sure goodness upon goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're, we're in this season of Easter's Life, and we're in this uh, sermon series, but this Sunday's the last one. Yeah, and I've loved this series. It's been so different than the one we just finished, and we've been bouncing around scripture, which has been really a fun challenge to go from 1 Corinthians all the way back to Deuteronomy, over to Proverbs, (laughs) over back now today to Romans. But I think what's so powerful about that is knowing that generosity is something that all of scripture like it's everywhere in scripture it's not just in the new testament it's just not just in the hebrew scriptures it's it's been a part of faithful practice from the very beginning so i think that's a good learning or reminder that i've received from Mm. this sermon series Mm -hmm. is just seeing how generosity is everywhere in the bible yeah Um, but today we are moving to the book of romans yes and, so, and again, bouncing. And yeah. so we're moving to this just like hallmark epistle, right? And I yep, don't mean hallmark yep. like the cheesy greeting cards. I mean hallmark like cornerstone. I mean like yeah. this This is, I mean, the the story goes, it was reading Romans that, that had Martin Luther going, hold on a second, wait now, maybe we should be thinking about things differently. Yeah, it's this book, like you said, that uh, Pastor Megan, that is uh, like a cornerstone of church movements that Martin Luther found this grace and mercy in the book of Romans and used it uh, to change the church and begin the Reformation. Right. So it's a very big book. And so just to give all of you a little bit, listeners, uh, about the book of Romans and a little background, one thing is to know that this is Paul's longest letter and it is his foundational theological letter he he it, most of his letters are written to people who he knows or or to churches that he founded and the book of romans he is writing to congregations that he does not know he knows a lot of the people in rome but he doesn't know the congregations in the same way that he does to these other uh, that uh, he's written other letters to so the book of romans he's really trying to share with these congregations his theology, what's important to him, his foundational beliefs, um, and what it means to be a Christian uh, in his time. So he is really putting it all out there. (laughs) And the biggest part about uh, Romans is Paul talks a lot about Christ's grace, Christ's mercy, and God's saving work Mm. through Christ. Those are all of the main themes that we find in the book of Romans or book of Romans. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great book. And I think if you look through the book of Romans, I think a lot of people will find verses in there yeah. that they either are familiar with or verses that they can connect to. Yes. Um, because I know there's so many comforting verses in the book of Romans and um, used a lot at funerals and these big pivotal points of people's lives. So yeah, Book of Romans is great, but yeah. we're talking about yeah. Romans 12 today. In particular, Romans 12. And so there's a couple of things going on here. One, right, like it's just the the overall context, like Pastor Jen, you just said, of, of mm-hmm. this being a letter that Paul has written to a community that doesn't really know very, very dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of it is hearing that context, but we're also listening to it through the lens of saying, what does it say for 
us here at Easter now? What does this mean for us as we live in community together? So mm-hmm. keeping that in mind, this is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. And I'll warn you, friends, it's gonna, there's going to be some familiar verses right here. So, so get ready. Uh, Paul writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. Oh, this is the word of the Lord. And here's the best part. It keeps going into these just wonderful verses about naming all these gifts and naming all the ways we belong together and talking about the ways that we continue to be the body of Christ at work in the world. So we could keep reading, friends, but we won't. (laughs) We're going to keep it at five verses. Because here's the thing about Paul. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but it's always worth repeating. Uh, I fight with Paul an awful lot. He he's he can be really problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. He sometimes says one thing in one letter and another thing in another letter. And I have to remind myself that he's writing to different communities and trying to provide appropriate support. But he can just be a bit much sometimes. And one of the ways that he can be a bit much is that he didn't really write with punctuation in mind. Yeah. And, and to be fair, that was the style of the time. Um, but when your par- when your paragraph is like seven chapters long and your sentence is at like three of those chapters, um, yeah. whoo! He's a rambler. He's a rambler. And sometimes I think you know, you could have said that in like one sentence, <laughs> and he says it in like three paragraphs, and it just you can see as you're reading this. I, sometimes I wonder because he these letters are meant to be read out loud to people, and there are times when I read Paul's letters out loud in worship. And I can see people's eyes just glazing off. Because it's like, it's a phrase and then a phrase and then a phrase and then a participle and then a section. And you're like, wait a minute, what was... Yeah. What was the main subject? Yes. Oh. It gets to be a lot. Like you it said, gets to be a lot. can be a lot. And so, and so, but we're, we're really means, zeroing yeah. in on these five verses because there's a real beautiful core to this. And, and I would say, you know, in this section, there's a couple of parts that are most important. You know, I really do. I think that verse two is, is often really critical for folks. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God. I think that's such a really meaningful movement. Don't simply accept what is being thought and said and happening around you. Not that you shouldn't be aware of it, not that it's not a part of you, but don't but don't conform to that. Let your mind be transformed as you think and as you pray and as you belong to each other so that mutually you discern where it is that God is leading you. I think that is a a pretty essential part of Christian life and community. Yeah, and this is happening. Chapter 12 is a turning point in the book of Romans in that before Paul is writing all of this foundational theological stuff, chapter 12 is when he really starts getting into the ethical, um, practical 
life of a Christian. And part of that introduction to this next section is don't conform to the world. Be transformed. And here are the ways you can be transformed. And one of those ways is to live as the body of Christ and to see that all people have a role to play and gifts to bring. And that's, as a congregation, something that we strive Mm. to achieve, not not achieve. Maybe that's not the to right live word. Into. Live yeah, into. Yeah, to be. To, to, actually, to actually live out that model that has yeah. been set out for us. Yeah. To embody. Embody. <laughs> Perfect. Considering the metaphor that right. Paul uses here. For as in one body we have many members. He's talking about like, you know, all the different components. Um, and not all members have the same function. Which, yeah. hey, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we who are many are one body in Christ. So it's this reminder that it's not just about, you know, we're just a... a ragtag, motley group of folks just pitching in together. Not that there's anything wrong about that, but a Christian community in particular, its hallmark is that we are one body in Christ and individually we are members one of another. Mm -hmm. We belong to each other. We belong to Christ. We do not belong only to ourselves. It's when, when Luther goes deep into the book of Romans. He writes freedom of a Christian, right? And so his, mm-hmm. his kind of um, central phrase out of that document is that a Christian is, is perfectly free, mm-hmm. subject to no one. Because in Christ, there is only grace and nobody's the boss of you, buddy, because Christ has <laughs> redeemed you and has separated you from all of that. And at the exact same time, a Christian yeah. is subject to all is is everyone else is a Christian's master because we belong to each other Mm -hmm. and so you don't get to just do whatever you want you look at your neighbor and say what do you need how if I am indeed free and I am how do I get to serve you today how Mm -hmm. do I get to love you today how am I going to make sure that I'm using what God has given me to support you and you and you and this community and God's ongoing work Mm -hmm. it's a I mean it's a balance to be sure but it's a really beautiful invitation. It really is. And I think if if we really sat down and looked at, for example, things at Easter, if we look at the various things that are happening in mm. this place, worship, uh, various celebrations and gatherings and fellowship events, all of these things that are happening, and if you really took the time to look at who is involved in each thing, like who's making all of these things happen? Who's participating? I it, it's overwhelming mm. to think mm-hmm. about the people that give of their time and so lovingly make things happen here. And just to know, like it takes so many people and it takes so many gifts to make anything happen. <laughs> think yeah. about like trunk or treat. Oh my gosh! Right. And welcoming all these people yes. from the, the area, and I think about confirmation worship mm. and so many wonderful ways that the people here participate and become the body of Christ together. And um, I think too, I mean, last week we talked about, you know, All Saints Sunday and we yeah. read the names of those from this congregation who who have died in the past year. And we remember that this body of Christ is is not only those of us who are here, but those mm-hmm. but those who have died, all the saints. Uh, we think of the generations that will come after us and the ways that we want to set them up for the continued opportunity to serve and praise and care and love. Um, it's so much bigger than yourself. And rather than, than that being, you know, intimidating or overwhelming, 
I think it's it, what Romans does for us is give us this picture, right? You know, we, we who are many are one body and in Christ and individually we are members one of one and another. It's mm-hmm. this reminder that exactly who you are, whatever seemingly small part it is you play is so essential yes. to the fullness of the life of this church, of the Christian faith, mm-hmm. of God's mission here at Easter and in the world around us. Um, friend, you're important. Yes. Who you are and what you have to bring and offer and share, that is that is vital. That is essential. That is worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that everyone is part of this membership and we are all together in this joyful work that we do right in Christ. Right. Which, I mean, I think back, Pastor Jen, to, to what you were saying at the beginning when we were talking about our, our statements of intent and, and sharing our gifts. Um, I think it's easy to think, well, I don't have much to give, right? So it doesn't matter, right? Uh, oh, do not believe that lie, friends. Right. Whatever you're not much to give is whether whether it's money, whether it's finances, whether it's your volunteer time, yeah, um, whether it's your prayer, uh, whether yes. it's just being present at things, whether that's you know, worship or um, wherever it is that you can you can be. Um, Remember that that is a value. Remember that that is something to celebrate and that you are you are taking what God has given you and you are putting it right back out there, right? Mm-hmm. You're just getting it all right back out to God's glory. So, um, no, you, you don't play any small part. Don't, right. don't play small with yourself. Mm-hmm. You're important. I think you're great. Yes. <laughs> she says into the void, still believing it to be true. No, I don't know uh, who is listening to this podcast right now, but I still do. I really do. I really yes. do believe that whoever you are, whatever you've got. It is valuable. It is good. It is of God. Yep. It's appreciated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's part of us being this one body in Christ. It's just Absolutely. one of the, one of the many ways we live that out day to day. So friends, whatever, uh, whatever it is you bring on your statement of intent on Sunday, whatever it is you bring to the volunteer work you do, whatever it is that you bring to the vocations you serve, that is to say your daily work, your relationships, your family, your friends, your jobs, your your schoolwork, uh, your role in the community, whatever it is you have to give uh, friends, however it is that you share what God has given you. Oh, it's so good. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for you. Pastor Jen is nodding. She agrees with me. I do agree. We're yeah. on the same page here. I think Paul would agree with us. Mm-hmm. I don't always agree with Paul on much, but I think he agrees with me on this one. Yeah. Oh, friends, it's just, it's really good to be together. And uh, thanks for joining us today as we, uh, you know, talk about Paul and Jesus and mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here on the Carry On Cast. This mm-hmm. is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone.